That's disgusting. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. In bonus time, bonus time, Saturday afternoon, Saturday morning, whatever it is, because it's Halloween, guys. Ooh, spooky time, Fletcher. So you scared, Fletch? No. Ooh, scary times. Well, it's going to be shit one this year because we can't do trick or treating. There's no nothing to do. Oh, stop moaning. Well, Let's do the fucking intro. I'm doing the intro, but you know, Halloween, oh. it's not the same this year, is it? Stop mooning. Uh, I'm not Mac wrong, Fletch. It is yeah. crap. I want to be able to, like, sit at home and know I can go out on Halloween rather than sit at home and know I can't go out on Halloween. Well, you can stop moaning and all. This is a no-moaning episode now. No moaning. No moaning. I, I want to, like, buy no sweets and not answer the door when trick-or-treaters knock. And I won't well, be doing that this year. I'll buy lots of sweets. Magic Mark? Yeah. What part of No Moaning episode don't you understand? I might just, like, keep my gob shut there. No Moaning episode. Fucking Covid. Fucking misery. Fucking 2020 can fuck off. No Halloween. No Christmas. Do you know what's good about it is that I've got a cat. Mark. Maybe I've got it out of my system. Mark. Hello. Do you want turning down again? Oh, no. (laughs) Don't do that. Right. Oh, don't do that. I was really upset when you muted me last time. I got lots of important whining to say about that film. No running episode, mate. I'm sorry. He's, 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 he's spoken. Yeah. He's poised over the mixing desk. He's ready He's ready to rumble. He's ready to fade anyone down today. But yeah, it's a, it's a bonus tap. We've got bonus tap, guys. It's Saturday. What are we doing? Tatterday. Tatterday, we're putting out a show. That's because it's Halloween, mate. And Fletcher. What did we do for this Halloween special at Super Tap Film Club this week? This year, even. Idle hands. Tonight we're going to party like it's 1999, guys. Because it's idle hands, and that's what we're doing at Super Tap Film Club. Have you seen this before, Fletch? No. No? Well, I... Th- I th- you thought you had? No, I have. I have, because I remember it had the offspring in it. Yeah. That's all I remember. Did you have you seen it before, Mark? Before you watched it, I didn't think I had, and then halfway through, I was like, oh, "I remember the bottle in the head." So I clearly yeah. had, but it left such an impression on me, obviously, that um, I'd forgotten I'd already seen it. I mean, it is quite memorable. It is quite memorable. I love it. It's one of my favourite Halloween films. It's up there with the Trick or Treat. It's one that I like to watch every year. And uh, we watched it this year. We didn't. We didn't leave this one up to the public. I picked this one. They can leave us alone now for a bit. No more public. Yeah, leave it. I do feel like you might be the only person who loves this film, considering how much of an incredible flop it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll see. Well, it's it's a Halloween film, guys. It's, but no, we won't see. We won't see. It came out in nineteen ninety-nine. It's 20, t- twenty years too late for that. Yeah. It's it's been seen. It's been seen. Enough, enough. I've got two copies of this. I got it on DVD and I bought it on Amazon a few years ago because I like watching it every year, every Halloween. Halloween film that's, that's actually at Halloween. The film starts with Anton's parents, one of which is Fred Willard. God rest his soul. Gone now. He was he was he was always a good comedian. I loved him. Love Fred Willard in his films. But yeah, they've got, they go all out every year for Halloween. They've got two life-size dummies with pumpkins for heads. They go into bed. There's noise downstairs. What's all this noise? Is it Anton, our loser son? Our stoner 420 bro son? No, it's not. It's just, Mum turns the lights off. Glow in the dark paint. 
I'm under the bed. Jesus Christ. And is this a prank from Anton, the lazy bum? Whoa! Cat jump scare. Little bonus the cat. White bonus the cat. Dad gets bumped off downstairs and mum gets pulled onto the be- under the bed and just explodes. There's blood everywhere. And that's, uh, that's how the film starts. Dead parents. So the start of this film had many things I like. It included a very 90s theme, which learned to love how. It had a bed that numbed a lady, which earned yeah. a love heart. And it had a cat, which earned a yeah. love heart. This had potential from the start for me. Right, you know, white kitties, you know you shouldn't let them outside. Really? Why? Why? Well, because they've got, like, very sensitive ears and there's not much fur on them. Because it's white, they get sunburnt ears. So you can let them out in the winter, but you shouldn't let them out when it's really, really sunny because they get really painful sunburnt ears. Poor poor white kitties. Pop a little cat hat on it. Have you tried putting a hat on a cat? I have tried putting a cat hat on a cat. Yeah, I have. I used to have have one of my cats used to wear a cape, mate. It's fine. I had a cat called Batman. How did I not know? You had a Used to have a cat. Batman. Yeah, he used to have a cat called Batman. She's dead now. That's the cat that reminds me of Creedence Clearwater Revival. <laughs> <laughs> Anton, loser, 420 bro, and gets up listening to. It. But was this Smash Mouth that he's listening to? This 90s jam that he's got? I don't know. It sounded like it. It sounds like it. Smash Mouth to me. Everything sounds like Smash Mouth. But yeah, he's listening to something that sounds like Smash Mouth on his stereo, and then he gets up. And he pops it on his walkman. It's his getting up song. But yeah, he's, he's useless. He's a stony lad. He doesn't notice his parents aren't there. He doesn't notice anything. I don't notice a jot of things. He's making cereal, listening to his uh, tasty jacks. And he's like, Mum, we're out of milk. The dog's moaning. He's like, Mum, we're out of dog food. Useless. I thought he was a bit of a knob, to be honest with you. Well, I'll tell you what he is. Idle. That's what he is. Bone idle. He's burning a whole pack of joysticks while he's smoking weed in an aspirin inhaler. It misses the news. Murder at large. Killer at large. There are four people dead. Bolton has been gripped in fear. The killing spread from on a postal route from the bowling alley and now to our very own burger jungle. Halloween's only one day away, guys, and a 9pm curfew has been put on for all teenagers. So very much like it has this year. No Halloween this year for idle hands people. You can't do it because there's a killer on the loose and it's called COVID. At least the pubs were open. Yeah, there you go then. Parents can do what they want. It's a 90s film. We, 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 we know that. Parents are dead. Oh yeah, parents are dead. Well, Anton can do what he wants then. He's not bothered these parents are dead, really. He hasn't found out yet, anyway. He's run out of weed, and he's, so he calls up his two loser bros. That's Penob, Pete Foggy from Daredevil, and Mick, Seth Green from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So Seth Green, right? He is yeah. my all-time biggest celebrity crush, so that earned 10 love hearts just because Seth Green was in it. All-time? Yeah, I think he's incredibly attractive. Don't at me. So you find him more attractive than Mark DeCastos? Oh, I mean, he doesn't have it's the both-staff skills of Mark DeCascos that we know of. If Seth Green and Mark DeCascos were like, Mark, we want you. One of us is going to date you, but it can only be one. You have to choose. You would choose Seth Green. This is Crying Freeman, Mark Cascos as well. Ooh, Prime Cascos. Yeah. 
I mean, this is a tough decision, but it, it would be Seth Green. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> the, the podcast is dead. Dukaskos is going to be on, on to us now, mate. He's going to be sending us bad messages. He listens to the podcast. He's like, bros, I've got no weed. Are you holding? He said, yeah, I'll bring it. Bring me some weed around. He said, this ain't, this ain't Domino's, you lazy bitch. Come and get it. So he goes around to his mate's house. He's wearing his dressing gown, his mum's slippers, and he's just got his pants on. Classy lad. As soon as Anton arrives at um, the house, I noticed a prodigy poster on the wall that I used to have as a kid. So that earns a love heart for pure nostalgia. I had that kind of shit. Well, well, it's very nostalgic. They've got L7 posters and they're listening to Sublime. I tell you, we don't listen to Sublime. Randy, the metal kid, he's fixing up his monster truck outside listening to Shout at the Devil. Shout at the Devil! Shout! He don't like no sublime, no hippie music like that. He just likes sleeveless rock action. He walks across the garden and he climbs down through the window. Yeah. Like Shannon Doherty does, he climbs out of the window in Mallrats. It's the same stone abasement that Brody has in Mallrats. Oh, and he plays ice hockey in it on, yeah. his, on his Mega Drive. Do they all just live in the same basement? Yeah. They haven't got any weed left, Fletch. They suggest making up a concoction, smoking some nutmeg and oregano. Have you ever done that? Anything like that? Smoking the nutmeg? Anything like that? I remember when I was a kid, people used to say, if you smoked banana skins, you could get stoned off that. I mean, what's, just, just get some weed. I mean, I've never done banana skins, right? But I used to go out with this girl, and yes, girl, it was that long ago. She used to make these special ones where she had some, like, some resin and some weed. And she'd like, put the weed in pure and then she'd like sprinkle some resin on on top and it was like a double whammy motherfucker of a fucking doopy have you ever done that of course not of course i did have a mate once who he thought he was cool and he went to buy weed and he went to this dealer outside school Mm -hmm. and um he bought some weed off him and then it turned out it wasn't weed it was trill i guess for those of our listeners who don't know what trill is it's budgery gar food (laughs) <laughs> now we say he's a loser Anton's a loser even his, even his mates say to him look all you do is smoke pot and watch TV all day don't you think you should have some ambition in your life that's you know some purpose it's like no not really no that's all he that's all he wants out of life watching TV smoking weed it's not a bad life is it he realises I ain't seen my parents for a couple of days now they've been around no one's fed the dog I hope they're not dead Seth Green says to him, right, you, there's a killer out of it. He's like, what are you on about, killer? He said, do you never watch the noobs? He says, no, I don't like that show. That show is awful. He's like, there's a killer on the loose. And he's like, oh, fucking hell. Maybe, and he gives it, he gives it some thought. Killer on the loose, my parents have gone missing. Hmm. Now, Anton is sweet on uh, Jessica Alba. She lives next door. So, yeah, Anton didn't even know about the school dance. They say, look, stop being such a puss and invite her to the school dance. And he's like, what's a school dance? So look, if you if you're on school for the last six months, you'd know that they, they have dances there, especially Halloween, because there's no trick or treating on Halloween this year. So the only choice we've got is to go to bloody school dance, mate. Halloween, sit. Now Anton borrows some trousers because he's gone around his mate's house without any trousers on. Jessica Alba drops her book of lyrics. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that all of the lyrics are written through scrapbooking? Yeah, like a murderer. Yeah, like a ransom note. Yeah, like a ransom note. Either that or doing the old cut-up style of writing. Like William Burroughs. Like William Burroughs or, or David Bowie. Yeah. 
<laughs> you just wonder why you think you can write, you understand words. Why have you... Uh, weird, pointless. Well, that's it, uh, mate. Well, I mean, if William Burroughs did it... Well, there you go. If Bowie <laughs> did it, why can't Albert? Beaver, Utah, Sweet Debbie, the demon hunter. She's, uh, she's looking for something. She's dressed as a nun. Did you notice that she's got pet crow? Yes. Like, yeah, she's got pet crow in that bag, in that camper. Would you, have, you, you, would you have a crow in a camper? No, why would you have a bird in a camper? Why would you have any kind of pet in a camper bag? I don't know. That's not pet-friendly space, is it? Not really, no. Unless you've got, like, hamsters or something. Debbie, she's looking for something evil and hand-related. She goes to a police station dressed as a nun, and she sees a guy. He's all comatose, and he's got a tiny withered hand, and she's like, shit, I'm too late. The evil hand has gone. So she goes into the van, which uh, she lives with a crow. Do you think the withered arm was a reference to... Thomas Hardy's short ghost story. Probably Maybe. not. Literature reference. It is a literature reference, yeah. Maybe that's it. She's it. Alba's writing like Boros. He's, he's coming out with his Hardy. So all of these murders have been going across. She's marking them off on a map. And she looks at the map. There's a few points there. She's like, wait a minute. What is this shape that is forming before me on the map? What is it, Fletch? It's nothing. There's only four marks it, on What are you on about? It's a pentangle. It's the mark of Satan. It's clearly, it is. Dot to dot. There we go. Four marks. It's Satan. There's four marks. She could have... It's the devil, Fletch. She could have drawn any shape in between those four marks and then gone, <laughs> oh my God. Well, I was a rhombus. Yeah. I quite like a rhombus. It's a good shape. Not a shape of murder, though. No. Well, no. apart from those infamous you... rhombus murders. Do you not remember them? Oh, the rhombus killer. Oh, God, yeah. he, was, he was a bad lad, wasn't he? Mm. Fucking loved his rhombuses and killing. Two local cops, Poindexters, former Poindexters they are from school. Now, did you recognise one of these guys? Because one of them was, um, I think his name was Weasel. Was Weasel. It? Weasel, yeah, from, from Tammy and the T-Rex. He was the, the street punk's right-hand man, wasn't he? The, the policeman. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the T-Rex. But yeah, all these, these cops, these Poindexters, they're always hassling Anton and his mates because they were Poindexters in school. They never got invited to get high behind the, uh, the bike sheds. Never get invited to hang out because they were geeks. They were goons. Anton asks the two cops if they've got any weed on them. And they're like, you're trying to score from a cop? 420, bro. 420. They find an empty baggie in his pocket. He says, you can't, you can't do me for having an empty baggie. So they chuck it on the floor and they go, I'm fining you now for littering. Because that is what policemen would do. Dorks. A pair of dorks they are. Absolute dorks. Ben Coppers. Ben Coppers. Yeah. Anton is at home watching MTV and he rolls up some of the dirty nutmeg oregano doobie. And he smokes it and obviously he coughs his fucking face off because it's horrible. You don't do it. What he's doing, he's like, hey, what's that noise? And he's even his dog's a bit spooked. I loved Anton's dog in this film. Got a lovely dog. Lovely cat. I like animals. There was a dog. There's a dog in it, yeah. He, there was no dog in this. There is a dog in it. It's a cute dog. And he, he's in this scene and he pushes him around the corner and he's like, I don't want to go in there. And he cuddles the dog. Oh. Yeah. Scooby-Doo stuff. Scooby-Doo. Anton, he's got the MTV on. He's making a bologna sandwich. He gets the bologna or spam or whatever the fuck it is that he gets out. He gets the mayonnaise. He gets the bread. Is that bologna? Bologna. I think it is bologna, yeah. Mm. What is, what is bologna? I like bologna. 
I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan. I want a bologna sandwich now. Bits of stuff put back together, isn't it? Well, like spam. Yeah, spam. It's a spam sandwich. Is that a spam sandwich? No, I don't like spam. Yeah. Oh, I like spam, or I, or I did when I wasn't a hippie. I like bologna, though. It doubles up as a word for some, like, if something's nonsense. Yeah. What a load of bologna. Yeah. Yeah. He takes a knife out from the drawer and he dips it in the mayonnaise and he's buttering his sandwich with the, with the mayonnaise, not looking, but the, the, it's gone pink. It's gone pink flesh because the knife is covered in fleshy, fleshy blood. <clears throat> and he, he actually eats some of it. He eats some of his mum's blood. So that was the knife that was used to kill his parents. That was the knife that was used to kill his parents, yeah. This is like Halloween, isn't it? Bro, you can't stab someone with a bread knife. It's the wrong knife. It's the wrong type. Also, he was spreading the mayonnaise on his sandwich yeah. with a bread knife. That's not a spread of knife. No, well, no, it's not. It's, it's a bread wrong knife. knife. He had the pre-sliced bread, so he didn't even need the bread knife. Didn't even need to be involved. He didn't even slice the bloody with it. He was just using it to put the mayonnaise on. Yeah, but he is fundamentally dumb, isn't he? He's such a loser and such a knob and such an unlikable 90s protagonist that he's that dumb, he just went for the nearest knife rather than the most practical knife. This is it. This, oh. is, this is Anton's problem. He's idle, lads. Idle, bone idle. This is smart writing. Man. Smart writing. They had him use the wrong type of knife because he's an idiot. Exactly. Wait a minute, I did mean... I just defend this film? Fuck yes. <laughs> yes, you did, Mark. You've, I've come around now, Mark. Thank you. He notices the blood on the knife, the blood that he's actually consumed, the blood of his own parents. And he's like, oh shit, the killer's here, in the house. Shit. He turns around, he looks around, there's the little cat, little white cat, what's his name, Bones. And he's like, what's that are you eating there, fella? A pickled onion? No! It's a mum's eye. That's what it is, it's a mum's eye. This is where Anton hugs the dog. He's like, he's really scared and the dog looks really scared. He pushes him around the corner. I love that bit. He pushes the dog around the corner to go first. And he's all like, raggy. It's kind of like Scooby-Doo, but they've dropped the pretense of, of them not smoking weed. Yeah, they just are smoking weed constantly. Yeah. They hide under the blankets. Classic. They're hiding under the blankets. Powerful, powerful blankets will stop you against any kind of killer. You know that, don't you? That's, ch that's good child logic. Hide under the blankets. Freddy Krueger won't get you. Remember when we did a Freddy film and it was actually good? And now we're watching this. Yeah, we did a good one, yeah. Yeah, did a good Freddy film, didn't we? Um, two good ones. Oh, we did, yeah, we did two. Anton shows his loser stoner friends. He's like, this is what's happened to me parents. They're dead on the floor, but they're too interested in, in some pop the booty video. And they go, oh, I didn't think they were allowed to show this on TV anymore. And it's just good, shake your booty, shake, shake your booty. And it's like, no, not that. These two dead fellas down there. And they go, oh, fuck, that's your dad and your mum. She's got an eye missing and Fred Willard's dead, God rest his soul. So, looking at this right, parents stored in jack-o'-lanterns for two days, wouldn't yeah. they have started to smell? Wouldn't you notice dead body smell after two days? I saw them just sticks has been burning. Yeah, it's burning a whole pack of just sticks, Mark. Fuck, that actually makes sense, bollocks. When the dead parents are revealed, you see that Mum is holding something in her hand. Mick, Seth Greenpeace, and he goes, oh, look. A clue. It's a bit of shirt. It turns around. Anton's got a bit of shirt missing. The perfect shape that his mum like grabbed it off his shirt before she died. And they put it together. He's like, oh my god, that's where it's from. The shirt. He is the killer. Also, there's a there's a bag of onion rings with a pair of ears in it. Two left ears. Ear rings, if you like. <laughs> Both left because of a uh, jungle burger. Jungle burger. Where people were killed in jungle burger, weren't they? 
did they have their ears taken off? It was two twins that were killed in Jungle Burger. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. This wasn't well established, I don't think. They, they just mentioned it. It was one of the, some of the people, it was on the news, some of the people that got killed. Yes, yeah, looking bad for Anton. Stupid Seth Green's like, this killer must have been wearing your shirt. <laughs> he says, no, the killer was wearing me. I am the killer. Boom. Seth Green tries to calm down Anton. He gives him a beer, opens the fridge, he says, here, Anton, have this bottle of beer. He's like, don't give me that. Smashes it, sticks it straight in Seth Green's head. Nice little bit. I like the effect of the, uh, the bottle sticking out of his head. It's good. Yeah, that earned a love heart from me. I did enjoy Seth Green's bottle head. And I like the fact that it's still got beer in it, sloshing around. And this is what happens if you smoke nutmeg. They're, they're, all the guys think that this has happened because Anton smoked the nutmeg and he's gone, he's gone bad. So he's killed his mates. Anton's hand becomes evil, life of, his, life of his own. And he chases the guy from Daredevil into the basement. He's like, I don't want to hurt you. Get out. He says, well, don't hurt me then. But I've got no control over my hand. So uh, Penob runs up the stairs, and as he's running, the evil hand picks up a circular saw blade, chucks it, his head clips off and rolls down the stairs. Very much like so, it did in Halloween. So that, that kind of saw blade thing, it reminded me of one of my favourite ancient weapons. Have you heard of the Indian weapon, the chakram? No, what's that? So basically, it was like this razor-edged ring that Indian folk wore over their turbans. Then they could whip it off, spin it around their finger and wang it at people to do like serious kind of damage. So cool. I played too much D&D as a kid. But because it reminded me of a chakram, that got a love art. And also, did you feel like the hands was a bit like evil Bisto kids? Oh, following the, the nose of the, <laughs> the smell of hot gravy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I loved it. The, the hand dragging him around the house was really funny. It's very similar to it's, it's got an air of the Campbells about it, obviously. This film is like someone was watching Evil Dead 2 and just decided to take the uh, the hand scene and just stretch it into a whole film. Yeah, family and friends are dead and he sat down because obviously he's a loser. He sits down and puts the TV on. The hand, however, does not want to watch the same films as Anton. Anton wants to watch cartoons. The hand only wants to watch hand-related films. Pictures of hands dancing around. And while they're having an argument, it's about, about who's, who's, who's having a go on the remote control. The cat turns up, yeah, and the evil hand grabs the cat, and windmills the poor little bugger, chucks him out the window. Minus one million love hearts. Did you go kitty when you were watching it? I, I, I actually, I was sat on my own because, you know, my partner's got taste and won't watch Tat with me. And um, I, I just went, and, and, he, and he came running downstairs because he thought I'd hurt myself. Well, in a way, you had, Mark, because you chose to watch this film. Well, that's true. I totally forgot about it. And when he was watching it last week, we got a text. He was like, I'm going to watch Idle Hands. I got a text about half an hour later. You didn't tell me about the cat. <laughs> Anton goes outside looking for the cat. Whilst he's out looking for the cat, his search takes him to Molly's house. He's fidgeting around in, in Molly's front garden. <laughs> he goes out looking for the cat and the evil hand rings uh, Jessica Alba's doorbell and she answers the door in her pants. She's getting ready for bed in her pants. He's like, oh, sorry about your bush. Because <laughs> he was in the bush looking for a cat, you see. The bush flesh. He said, sorry about... <sighs> So I was looking for my cat, and she said, what, did you have a fight with the cat? Because you look a mess, Anton. 
this is another thing we noticed last night. At this point, he is covered in blood. She doesn't say anything. She doesn't say anything. Like, you know, everyone thinks it's a Halloween costume. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm. It's a shit Halloween costume, if it is a Halloween costume. Holly is also, we find out now, just as into Anton as he, he is into her. She's super into him. Anton tries to tell her about the hand. He says, like, I'm not feeling myself, etc., etc." And the hand keeps, like, covering his face, a bit shenanigans like that. Comes, he's like, oh, do you want to come in and talk about it? And he covers his face and his hand makes him nod. And he's going, no, I don't want to go inside. But she invites him in. In her bedroom, they're getting it on, on the bed. And the hand keeps trying to strangle her. She doesn't even notice. She's not bothered by that. If you, this is the first time you're kissing the guy and start strangling you, there's something wrong there. Depends what you're into. Well, yeah, it depends where you've met him, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. This whole sex scene is very, very silly. But I guess there is something to be said about the writing about a teen's priorities. He's got a murderous hand, but he takes time out, you know, to get it on with the pretty girl. Yeah, of course he does. He would do. I mean, I probably wouldn't now, truth be told. If I had a murderous hand, I wouldn't take a break for a shag. He ties it up. Mark is responsible. He's used protection. He tied his hand to the bed. Debbie's on her way because there's evil out there and she's got to kick its ass. Mark, you do a lot of funerals, don't you? Yes. Anton did one here in the garden. <sighs> yes, I did. Funnily enough, I did find this problematic. Having seen a lot <laughs> of folk who have suffered the loss, unexpected loss of family and friends, they experience this crazy thing. You might have heard of it. It's called grief. No grief. No nothing. No grief. Just lol funeral. And I just found it really distasteful. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today because you're all dead and I killed you. <laughs> He's just basically not traumatised in any way, shape or form. And people are fucking traumatised if a family member's been hit by a car, not if their hand's been possessed and stabbed him in the head with a fucking bottle. Imagine if you just lost someone and you watched this film. It's not a very... Yeah, it's not very nice. It's comedy. Wow. This is a audio medium, but I'm sure you can imagine my face right now, Hollywood Fletch, if that is your real name. It is my real name. Scorn upon you. I too wish that my late 90s stoner horror comedy delved more into the human condition and grief. Yeah. Nick and Penel, that's uh, Foggy and Seth. They come back as zombies because they decide that they don't want to go to heaven and they come out of the ground. Uh, Seth Green's got a bottle still in his head. Penum, his head is still off and he's wandering around headless. Zombie kids. Anton passes out from the stress, wakes up the next day, thinks it's all a dream, puts on his morning pop song on his walkman, goes downstairs and he's like, guys, I had the weirdest dream. I dreamt you were dead. Oh, hang on a minute. You are dead. You are zombie bros in my living room. It was all real. So why aren't they dead? They're because they chose not to go to heaven. See, are they, are they supposed to be there to help him? Because they don't really explain that, do they? They just don't go to heaven. And then at the end, they just go, oh yeah, we'll, we'll go to heaven now. Yeah, there's literally no explanation about why they're yeah, zombies. No... They're, just, yeah. they're just zombies. They're just zombie mates. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Because I was watching this, and I was like, why, aren't, why are they still alive? Why aren't they dead? Well, they decided they didn't want to go to heaven, Fletch. They said they, they had the choice, but they came back. Uncool music that sounded like Enya, and it was really far away, so fuck it. They had Enya? Yeah, sail away, I imagine. But, 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 
Move on. I think quite a lot of dip, 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 move on with this fucking film. This is where Anton just says, he, he realises that his, his hand, he knows exactly what's going on. He goes, I've, I've got it, guys. My hand is possessed. This is what's happening. My hand's possessed. Do you, know, do you guys know anything about evil, about Satan, the devil? And you say, no, but we know someone who does. Shout it, the devil! Randy, the metal guy, he knows all about it. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't know because he, they go to see him. He's uh, chatting up morning girls at the uh, at the burger jungle, and he's got a massive monster truck. He's there. He's listening to Shout of the Devil. It was quite right T-shirt. Do they just think that he knows about Satan because he listens to metal? Yeah, that's it. And he, when he goes to see him, he says, "Well, it's just loud music." I refuse to give this film a double tick, but it's quite impressive that they actually play on a stereotype about people who are into rock music. I kind of yeah. like that, but it's not quite double-tick territory. I would feel dirty and violated if I gave this film a double-tick. Anton tells him about his evil hand, and he says, like, my hand, I just keep doing things that I can't, I can't get any control over it. And Randy says, I know what you're saying. I used to have trouble with it myself. Keep your hands busy. That's why I'm always working on the Ford. Idle hands equal the devil's playground. Is this film just a metaphor for wanking? Fiddling with your wiener. Fiddling with your wiener. Fiddly diddly dee. Fiddly dee. Fiddly dee. Is that what that song was about? I can sense Loveheart coming, and it's because Rob Zombie, Dragula videos on TV. Is there a Loveheart there, Mark? I realise I am a creature of habit, but you're absolutely right. Dragula, Loveheart. I also gave a love heart to the fact that knitting was the solution to his problems with his evil hand. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I love the fact he's just sitting there knitting, really clicking away. <laughs> it's really good. And then the cops arrive and they see Anton sitting with a couple of dead fellas. And they're like, shit, Anton is the killer. They rush in and go, freeze. And I love the fact when they go in and he's still knitting really fast. When he's getting stressed out, he puts his hands in the air and he's still knitting. He's like, drop the needle, drop the knitting needle now. He dro- doesn't drop the knitting needle. He bashes it right in the side of the cop's head. In one ear, out the other. And the other guy from Tammy and the T-Rex, he gets a stun gun to the face. Poindexter cops, dead. Knitting needle death, earned to love heart. I did, I did enjoy a knitting needle death. What about stun gun face cooking? Good, but not quite love heart territory. Well, after this issue, like, Anton's like, well, I'm going to have to get rid of this hand because I keep killing... That's another two people I've just killed there, and they're policemen. And that's not good, is it? First, he attempts to cut it off with a bagel cutter that just bends into it. He's like, you can't even cut a bagel with that. And he boshes it into his wrist and it just bends. So he says, right, I'm going to get meat cleaver. That's what we need, meat cleaver. He's trying to chop his hand off with his hand in the meat cleaver bagel. So Penub, he's got his head chopped off. He bites his, he bites his thumb. He holds his hand down and uh, Anton actually just chops his hand off. He cuts his own hand off and he's covered in blood, dead good. So this thing with the kind of chopping his hand off and prior to that where he was kind of like running around with his hand controlling him, the actor who played Anton, fair play, he must have been knackered playing this part. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's in the first Final Destination film as well. That's the only film I can remember him from. I got the first three of those recently and uh, Sarah, my partner, uh, they really make her panic. It's really funny watching Final Destination. Because she totally falls for it every time. She goes, oh, God, look at this terrible situation, and it's getting worse. 
So yeah, Anton chops off his hand. There's no sooner as he chops off his hand, and Mike cauterizes the stump with a hot iron. <laughs> Has that iron been on the whole time? Yeah, that was, yeah, it must have been, must have been plugged in. His mum wasn't about doing the ironing before she. That's not wise. You could burn down your house if you do that. Mm. Mick and Prudhoe go. Oh, you need to get, you need to get some antibacterial. You need a wipe on that. You need that wipe. And I'm going to go back to our house. Got some, uh, got some germline. We'll bring it back, and uh, some burritos. We'll bring some burritos. You stay here. We'll be back. Anton gets left in the house on his own. And he's like, hang on a minute, where's that evil hand? Looks down on the floor, written in blood. Bad move, Anton. He's looking around for the hand. And then Molly rings the doorbell and he's like, don't come in, don't come in. Shit, it's time to go to the dance, guys. She says, let me in, I'm freezing outside. I mean, you see what she's dressed like. Dressed like an angel. Dressed like an angel. Not got much on. It's no wonder you're cold, Jessica Alba. It's a metaphor. She is his angel. She's his saving grace. She's the, 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 nah, that's bollocks. Anton's fighting the hand inside the house and he stuffs it in the microwave. And he's like, fry. The hand fizzes and pops in the microwave, like very much like a gremlin does. Anton goes outside to see Molly and she says, what are you supposed to be? What are you dressed as? Is that your costume? He says, I'm a fast food employee who's cut off his own arm. And she goes, yeah, okay, I, I get that. The two zombie lads return with the first aid box and frozen burritos. They open the fucking microwave, thus releasing the devil digits into, into society. Seth Green gets fed up with Penobam and his head off, so he uh, sticks his head back on with a barbecue fork. They pop some burritos in the microwave, heat them up, and while he's eating the burrito, it starts coming out of his neck hole. I <laughs> thought that was really good practical effects. It was good, yeah. a fan of practical effects. As we said this before, and I know this, we've been doing DIY at the moment, you can fix anything with gaffer tape, and they gaffer tape his neck up so they can eat his burritos. Yeah, I liked that scene. I, I, I gave it a love heart. I felt it deserved it, because practical effects are good. Anton sends Molly to the dance, because he's like, right, he thinks of the next scoops. Go to the dance. My parents are going to be back in a bit, and I've made a mess of the house making this costume. So if you go to the dance, I'll meet you there. Just go to the dance and be safe. The offspring are playing. You'll love it. You love it. They're not playing their own songs. Yeah, they're doing Ramon songs. He says, I'll meet you there. She says, you're not going to stand me up. And he says, not a chance, baby snakes. And they kiss. What? Baby snakes. He calls them baby snakes. It's a pun because it's Halloween, Fletch. It's clever. Oh, no, wait. It's bollocks. Did you not like this film, Mark? <laughs> well, I don't actually know. I <laughs> found the whole film frustratingly shit but i had a really good time watching it so i don't actually know i can't answer that question i'd be really bitchy about it but at the end of the film i'm like that was quite fun that so no i don't know the hand's making a run for it and it's crawling crawling towards the the disco down the side of the road i like that looks a bit like thing adams but you know gone bad no it doesn't it looks like the hand from evil dead 2 thank you thing we should have watched that instead. Did you hear they're making an Adams Family TV series? Another one? I did, yeah. Tim Burton's at the helm. Is he? Yeah, of course he is. Well, my surname's Adams, and at school I always got lots and lots of teasing for it. People would, like, walk past me in the uh, corridors and go, <laughs> clicking their fingers at me, and I was like, fuck you. That's pretty clear. I'd be up. I don't mind that. Well, this was before they spat on me as I was going down the stairs. I want to ride in 
is on the hunt for the evil. She wants to kick his ass. So she goes to the bowling alley and she meets Randy. So Debbie Wright, you know how she's been going around the country chasing this and? Do you think she yeah. did Dallas? I think Debbie probably did do Dallas, yeah. <laughs> you can't complain about this film being awful and terrible at ponds and then say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. Randy asks her, he says, well, what, what are you doing in Bowling? And she says, I'm from a long line of druidic priestesses sworn to fight an evil force that possesses the laziest buckle it can find, kill as many people as possible, and then drag a free soul back to hell, to the netherworld. She's like, hang on a minute. Earlier on, my mate was talking about, I was hands gone a bit weird. He was talking about, you know, devil fingers and all that sort of thing. And she grabs him and says, don't fuck with me, mister. He says, easy there, kitten. <laughs> and she says, show me where he lives. And they go, they go to find the evil hand. Now the hand is after Molly. Anton and the zombies have to head to the school dance to save her. They take Randy's monster truck, the board, and all Randy's bothered about is he says to Debbie, don't let them take my board. Debbie runs over to stop the kids. The kids, they fucking run her over. They back the car into Debbie, knock her down. Randy is incredibly creepy and douchey. I really oh, wanted he, him to die. Are you on about the bit when he comes and does the uh, creepy CPR? All of the things that he's done throughout the entire film have been utterly, irredeemably douchebaggy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's even good. more unlikable than Anton, and that's really hard. That's what the C in CPR stands for, isn't it? What? Creep. Creep. What if, like, you had to do CPR on someone, right? But they had a cold sore. Well... Well, depending That's... on whether or not you had your first aid kit with you, they do actually have these things called face shields, which you put over someone's mouth to protect both you and them if there's problems like that. In this scenario that I've just made up, there isn't one available, <laughs> but you need to do emergency CPR, Mark, uh, on someone who's got a cold sore. What do you do? I mean, if it was a cold sore, I would look after them, I guess, and um, I would then not snog someone for a week or two. Someone's life's more important than whether or not I can have a snog. Mate, you've got that now for the rest of your life. Every time you're, you've been on a night out or something, or you've been on like a couple of days bender, and you're feeling a bit run down, you get a cold sore then, and that's it. And you're like, do you know what? If I didn't save that person's life, I could be snogging right now. I don't even feel like that dignifies an answer. There's a couple in a car with their costumes on. They're listening to Ace Freely back in the New York group, gank, dink, dink, which technically is not a kiss song. It's not a Kiss song, it's an Ace Breeding song. It's the only member from Kiss that plays on that. Yes, so? So, well, okay. They should be listening to ICP, seeing as they're both dressed as Juggalos. They're not Juggalos, they're dressed as members of Kiss. Are you... Sexy Paul Stanley. In fact, one one hour, four minutes, New York boobs. They're Juggalos. They're not Juggalos, they're Kiss. No, they've got face paint on, they're Juggalos. It's not Juggalo face paint. Have you never seen Juggalos? They've got fa they I have face seen Juggalos. Like I'm familiar with the <laughs> the people known as Juggalos. Yeah. In fact, we've got a few followers because we've got a few Juggalo followers. On have this. we? We have on Instagram. Because I watched the ICP film a few weeks back. Yeah. Because uh, I was talking to Joe about it and he, he, he sent me it. I watched it. Terrible. But I posted about how we've watched the Juggalo films. Woke up in the morning, five new Juggalos following us. What, what's a Juggalo? So you remember them two people in the car who were getting off for the face makeup on 
They're jugglers. That's right. So they're dressed, they're, they're dressed up like clowns. Yeah, they dress up like clowns and snog each other. <laughs> that sounds alright. How does one apply to be a juggalo? You don't apply to be a juggalo. You just are a juggalo. Right? Yeah, get, if you're not you one, get gay that. ones, or is it, or is it only for straights? I think you get everyone's. Anyone's welcome in the juggalo family, mate. Oh, okay. That's what it sounds like that. Are you going to be a juggalo? A juggalo? Ah. Oh. I'm just a juggalo. <laughs> a juggalo, juggalo. Jiggalo, juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> there must be a few juggalo jigglos. Probably. Probably are. I know. I often think when I see a juggalo or juggalette, I'm like, how much do I need to pay you to yeah. let me have yeah, sex? I just need to like, just come out with me for the night. I want to be seen with this as part of this family. That's what it is. <laughs> a member of the psychopathic family. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go to the dark circus, the dark carnival. <laughs> Didn't they have like a wrestling show as well? The uh, the juggalos. They did. Uh, they did have their own wrestling promotion. They were wrestlers in WWE and in WCW and in Ring of Honor and in Ring of Honor. And our friend Joe has actually wrestled at the gathering of the jugglers. <laughs> yeah, Big Joe wrestled at the gathering a few years back. Him and Casanova and Valentine had the match, didn't they? And we watched it. And, they, and I saw that. I saw that. They went and they fought in the... Mark! <laughs> Hello. They went and they fought in the crowd. Yeah. And, right. you like you know, as you do, which you normally see, yeah, especially in, like, the, uh, you know, the roisty-doisty hardcore wrestling blokes. Yeah. But one of the blokes had a knife in the crowd. He just had, like, a bowie knife. Yeah, he just had a big hunting knife. <laughs> Fucking hell. And yeah. he was just stood watching the wrestling. Yeah. It was a joke, like, help, trying to pull himself up, and he touches the knife. <laughs> who, let, who let this knife man into a festival? Juggalos, mate. Juggalos, there you go. There you go. That's that's the uh, that's the gang of lads you're trying to join at the moment, Mark. I don't think I want to now. I thought it was just, yeah, like, face paints and, and snogging. Where's your hunting knife? I don't have one. I've got a Swiss Army pen knife. Can I, does that count? No, you've got to have a hunting knife or a butterfly knife. Yeah. No, I don't have one. I've got a butterfly knife. Mm. My mum bought it when she was on holiday and just bought it back in a suitcase. Look like a sticker off. Yeah. Like a Spanish knife. She did. Debbie and Randy catch up with Anton at the disco. Debbie wants him dead. She's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And, and he's like, wait, I am no longer the host. I've cut off my hand. And they're like, that is a really fucking stupid idea. You've let it loose. That is a really big mistake. And he's like, no kidding. <laughs> now he's after my girlfriend. Debbie says, if your girl is the one he's after at midnight, he's taking her to hell. Anton looks at the time. He says, oh, it's nine o'clock. We've got plenty of time. But Debbie says, no, I'm talking about Druid time. And she looks at her watch and she says, it's actually six minutes to midnight in Druid time. So we've only got six minutes. Oh, good. The offspring are playing. Playing sedated by the Ramones, 20, 20, 24 hours to go, and all that shenanigans. Anton runs onto stage, he disrupts Noodles and Dexter and the guys that are rocking out for all these teens at this party. He's like, everybody needs to go home. There is a psycho killer in the building and nobody believes him. All the kids are like, psycho killer, it's Halloween, mate, get on with it. Dexter's like, hey, kid, you're stopping me from rocking. Get off my stage. He's just about to start rocking, and the hand comes down from 
from above and peels his head like a big punk rock orange, scalps him, peels off his crystal tips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Malachi, did you notice that one of the, um, the people at the party was dressed as the crow? I did not notice that, no. Yeah, there was someone in a crow outfit and that earned me a subtle gothy love heart. Are you sure he wasn't another juggler? No, it wasn't a joke, no. it was definitely The Crow. Speaking of The Crow, ladies and gentlemen, we do hope that you watched The Crow last night, as it was Devil's Night and his tradition. I watched my uh, Blu-ray copy that I've been saving since my birthday. Save that for Devil's Night. So yeah, Molly and the Devil Girl, with their terrible dancing, they hide, in classic, hide in the air duct, and the hand follows them into the pipe of doom, follows them in. The girls get stuck and there's a massive fan, no way out. So they block the fan blade with with this tiny shoe. Tiny shoe. Alba goes down. She goes down. She's like, come on, devil girl. I'll help you get down. Devil girl gets a, gets a rope stuck around her neck, falls down the hole. Then, then the, the shoe comes loose. She gets minced up. <laughs> gone. Dead. Frappe. Dead. Dead devil girl. Gone. Is she dead? She's gone. Yeah. The zombie lads find the mess and they're like, I'm not going through all this dead girl. <laughs> Let's go back the other way. Molly gets knocked out in the art room, and now the hand, this is, I love this bit, the hand now just goes around in different puppets for a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hand is now in a puppet, and it attacks Anton. And it's like, this This bit really is like evil, the evil dead fight, isn't it? It's all like the fucking <laughs> evil dead fight. They've taken one bit of a film that was really good, and then just saturated the shit out of it. Made it an hour long. Yeah. Because 420, bro. 420? 420, 420 juggalos. Juggalos. What's it all about? We love both of those things, bro. The hand has tied sexy Jessica Albert to the top of the car, and she is going to squash her with, with a, um, a car lifting machine. Squash her against a pentagram that is spray painted on the ceiling, thus indicating squashing her into hell. Seth Green uncovers a massive, massive bong. What do they call it? Mighty Joe Bong. So you know, these auto shop boys, they just... That doesn't even work. It doesn't, does it? Mighty Joe Bong. Mighty Joe Bong, yeah. It's Mighty Joe Bong. That doesn't even work. I would have thought of a different name. What would you, what would you call it? Uh, King Bong would be better. King Bong would have been way better. Yeah. It would. I would have called it our glorious leader, Kim Bong Un. Yeah, even, yeah. It's good. <laughs> All good stuff. <laughs> Bongo Fury. There's another one. Straight from the top of our heads. Yeah. My Donkey God. Bong. Donkey Bong. There you go. There you go. shitting them out now. The Bong kiss goodnight. Yeah. <laughs> James Bong. It's a Bong hard road out of hell, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. Debbie stabs the leaping hand, sticks it into me. Boom. And it just pops. He's like, is that it? No explosions. The hand just dissolves. And Debbie says, well, my work here is done. Time for the ritualistic sex. You come in with me, Randy. And, and that's it. Randy goes off. Randy goes off with Debbie. They have some ritualistic sex. Molly's safe. And as usual, marijuana saves an otherwise disastrous day. Now, that is a good moral. To, that's the moral of the story, isn't it? That's the moral of the story. They kill, they kill the puppet, the evil hand, saves the day. But then Anton gets crushed to death. As soon as he does that, the garage door opens to reveal the pearly gates. The zombie lads go, you come in with us, Anton. We're going to heaven now because we fulfilled our mission, whatever that was. We'll stay there for a couple of hours and then come. I don't know. 
Next scene, he's in bed. He's in, hos- in a hospital bed. Jessica, Jessica Albert's fe- feeding him jelly. And she says, I can't believe you blew off heaven to kick it with me here on Earth. You're the coolest. The puppet is ludicrous. The bong is ludicrous. The idea that you can choose not to go to heaven is ludicrous. And I just yeah. felt this whole thing was really fucking anticlimactic. Well, what about the bants, the I'm under the bed joke at the end, with the bro bants, they might be dead, yeah, but they still listen to Sublime and uh, prank each other hard. That is how it ends, so, idle hands, Halloween special, do you enjoy that match? No. No. <laughs> how about you, Magic Mark Adams, did you enjoy that? When you actually take a step back and look at the cast, there's some very talented actors in this. They weren't tested in this film and it wasn't very good but i'll be damned if i didn't really enjoy watching it yeah it's a good laugh it's it's a you don't really have to think about it it's a bit like neighbors in that respect i think 1999 was the last time i watched neighbors as well but yeah that, that's one of my favorites one of my favorites to watch i watch it every halloween that and trick-or-treat i love trick-or-treat and i love this i've got two copies of it like i said but your face Fletch, you weren't pre- you don't look impressed with it wasn't very good, was it? Wasn't very good that one. Huh? Halloween's done for another year, lads. Put your pumpkins away, and we'll get them out next year. And we've done, we're done for spooky shit for a while, as we did last year. Just leave it. We're fed up, and stop hassling us about films that you want us to do because you've had your chance. Yeah. Don't fucking say that. <laughs> what are you doing? What's wrong with you, Malachi J. Matthews? We love our listeners, and and I might, might I make a suggestion to our listeners. If you want us to watch Voodoo Academy, let us know. And they fucking will, Mark. Only message the Instagram one. No! No, only message message the Twitters. Don't message the Twitter. So, yeah, thank you for joining us for this extra Halloween episode on this Saturday, cold and lonely. Uh, Sorry no trick-or-treaters came round, but, you know, this was happening for Idle Hands as well. You know, they had a curfew till nine, so, you know, think self-looking. Oi! What? No moaning podcast, you fucking... Oh, yeah. No moaning episode, sorry. But Jesus Christ. Guys, will you join me? Right, join start me. again. Start again. <laughs> well, the whole thing. Yeah, the whole start thing. again. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, do you fancy coming back to the club on Tuesday? No. No? I don't. We'll do something nice. We'll go somewhere sunny for the weekend. Yeah? This film has broke me. This, all right, well, we'll... I'll tell you what, we'll do something This is one of your favourite films. This is one of my favourite films. This is stupid. Yeah. What happened to No Moaning, Hollywood Fletch? Yeah, what happened to No Moaning? Start again. Come on. Cut yourself out of that, will you? Snippy snip. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. No. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a review, give us some stars and all that kind of thing. Pass us along to a friend. You never know, they might like it. Listen to our friends who do the same sort of thing. Follow us on Instagram, on the Twitter. We've got a Patreon. You can give us a couple of quid. We'll drink it. Before you go, Malachi, you were on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, Life's Milestones, and Hollywood Fletch is on my podcast in a couple of days' time as well. It was like a double whammy, super tat special on Life's Milestones where we talk about serious shit. So if you want to listen to us talk about serious shit, have a look, Life's Milestones. Find it where you find Super Tat Film Club, Spotify, Apple One, Spreaker, all the other ones. Yeah. We cover some really serious subjects. Are you interviewing yourself next week then, Mark? I could do, couldn't I? 
so yeah, join us. Please join us on Tuesday for our, when we go back to our regular programming. It's November, but it's sunny in here. It's cold outside, but it's sunny in here because, guys, we're going away for the weekend because we're doing weekend at Burnies. Bye.